Welcome to the UC Santa Cruz Arts Division News Podcast, where we take a look at the latest news and events happening throughout the Arts Division at UC Santa Cruz. I'm your host, Maureen Dixon-Harrison, the Assistant Director of Communications for the UC Santa Cruz Arts Division. It's been really difficult to come up with, like, to know exactly what the project is going to look like because I have never worked in a way like this before. Um, I've never, yeah, I've never had to use my bedroom as a studio. And so there are things that I think that I would like to do. Um, but it's, I feel like it's all going to, come together when I install it. <laughs> I didn't expect this at all. Uh, I don't think anybody did. Um, but we're definitely making the most of it. It's, it's um, bringing everyone together in a weird way because the circumstances are the ones that everyone else is dealing with and everyone's trying to adapt. And it's a matter of just understanding that um, we're all dealing with the similar struggles of like trying to stay creative or trying to feel productive. Like I feel like emotionally and mentally, even physically, like we're experiencing a lot of the same things and it's a really weird but nice unifying experience to be a part of. Well, I think there was definitely a couple weeks of adjustment to at least let the shock wear off. Um, you know, it it was right at the end of winter quarter that we got the announcement that spring would continue remotely. And then when this situation happened, we first we didn't know what, what it was going to be. And then we got told, OK, we're going to have a virtual show. And so I was hoping that perhaps we could just push off the show until it was safe to return again. But in all these times of uncertainty, I think it's best to really just like go for it and make the best of the situation. Uh, usually I'm either at the art department or in my room, room anyways, just working on things. But uh, I do feel that difference from not being able to be in the woodshop constantly or not being able to be outside and work on things outdoors mainly. It's been crazy. I mean, I still can't believe it, even. <laughs> Sucks, but um, it'll be okay. And there's going to be a lots of new things that I'm going to learn um, this quarter about making work in a very small space and, and really making work um, in a really different you know situation where I'm, I can't leave my house, really. And I'm like very limited to like my own personal space. and. Um, and just kind of, and also this virtual gallery, I think is a really cool opportunity to just, um, you know, showcase work online. You know. In this episode, we find ourselves still sheltering in place due to COVID-19 restrictions and without access to classrooms, offices, or numerous essential tools. We're on Zoom a lot these days, and these interviews were conducted on that platform and by cell phone. Students have had to quickly shift to remote learning and virtual ways to present their work. 
and this year's outstanding Irwin scholars are no exception. The Irwin exhibition usually includes a highly anticipated and publicized group show in the Mary Porter Cezanne Art Gallery. However, this year's exhibition will not be taking place in the usual way. After much deliberation, the 13 outstanding award-winning students have decided to go forward and forge new territory by producing their show using a cutting-edge 3D modeling tool called SketchUp, which will allow online visitors to enjoy their show virtually and in a groundbreaking, innovative way. Appropriately called Collective Solitude, this year's exhibition features artists whose works speak to this extraordinary period in history, characterized by tremendous isolation and yet also incredible communal action. In this episode, eight of the artists and their mentors talk about their experiences. My name is Shelby Graham, and I'm the gallery director at the Mary Porter Cezanne Art Gallery. Every year, it's this really great group of students, and, and I kind of say this each year, that oh, each year it gets better, um, but they're really a dedicated group of students that are selected by the art department faculty. They're nominated, and then they have to submit a portfolio. Um, and I can go on, but um, it's just a really, always a special group of students. Show we always call call it our blockbuster um, because we hardly have to do any PR. It's with 12 to 13 students, and everyone brings their circle of 50 friends, and um, you know it's it's an immediate, um, really huge group party. We usually have 250 people at the opening, so we we didn't want to um, deprive the students of that. Um, that situation where, you know, during the award ceremony, we're all crying and, um, you know, grandmother's sitting over there. And so I wanted the family to be able to um, log on. I'm Jocelyn Lee. I'm a fourth year about to graduate from UC Santa Cruz, and I'll be leaving with um, a Bachelor of Sciences in Cognitive Science and a Bachelor of Arts in Studio Art. Um, being away from the studio has been really hard. It's um, one of my favorite communities on campus to um, walking into that space and having everyone greet me and show me what they're working on and um, ask me about how I'm doing has um, always been a joy for me. But um, since coming home, um, I'm fortunate enough to have um, a secondary place where I can really set up all my art supplies. I think printmaking is, is something that also requires just a lot of space. Um, so I've, I've cleared out a table and I've just been slowly ordering things. I'm kind of in this weird cycle of, of ordering a bunch of materials, um, scared that they're not going to ship to me in time. I, I've been talking with Shelby Graham a lot and thinking about how my art's going to function in the space and she's really helped me see that um, my old work is strong and that's what got me this scholarship in the first place and I should be really proud to show it. So I think it's a lot of old work that touches on um, San Francisco and, and kind of a reconciliation of a feeling of loss for this place that I, I love so much and I'm seeing lost to gentrification. Um, but, uh, and, and I feel like a lot of my work deals with home, who has access to it, who has one. Um, what does it mean to have a home? Um, and so right now for the Irwin show, I'm sculpt making a little sculpture. It's um, all these letters and it's a text sculpture. And 
I've been asking people to mail me um, letters or doodles or um, anything about their quarantine experience, how they've been coping and feeling and, and learning new things under quarantine. Um, and so it's, it's going to be a text sculpture that just says alone together. Um, and it's been really sweet to receive mail from all my friends. It's, it's like a little present every day. Um, but reading their, their letters and, and how they've been frustrated with the creative process and feeling limited and, and having all this uncertainty about their futures is, um, it's, it's sad, but it's also comforting to, to see that so many of us are feeling the same way and that we're, we're really not so alone. Uh, my name is Edgar Cruz and I'm graduating. Uh, I'm double majoring in art and environmental studies. So I, I'm from LA. I'm from um, South Central, which is like a low income uh, community of color. Um, and so for me, going to college was, was a big thing for my family. Uh, I'm like the first person in my family to go to college. Um, so that's, you know, graduating, it, it feels really nice. And I'm just, I, yeah, it, it was a big deal for me too, um, coming here. So I, I came here at, at um, 2016 as a freshman and I began studying environmental studies and then I realized at the end of my first year that there was something missing and I was like wow like I know I'm happy but I could be like more happy and then so you know just talking to people who were doing the art major I just ended up I started taking art classes um, and then yeah started my double major and then got hooked Till like the past year, I've been really interested in um, other photographic processes and like specifically like just alternative printing, um, such as cyanotypes. And um, there's other other ones called anthotypes, um, platinum palladium printing. I've been really interested in, in kind of that aspect of photography recently and with the cyanotypes specifically like cameraless photography. So making making photos without a camera. Um, is where, I, where I'm specifically at right now. But I think the most important thing for me has been outside, like um, my backyard and access to sun, because that's how um, I'm making the cyanotypes. And with the Irwin exhibition too, um, I'm inviting like all my family, like, you know, you know, from everywhere who, who can't physically come here. And so that's going to be a really cool thing to have them join virtually. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for them and I'm happy. It's great. It's great that it's virtual because now like my, my family from Mexico can, can watch and, and see. Um, my name is Morgan Tomfor and I'm going to be graduating in art. I've been drawing for as long as I can remember. Um, me and my, my twin brother would always kind of, uh, we were always the artists of the class, you know? So um, I think that kind of collaboration helped propel me further into wanting to do art. And there was a point where, you know, I, I was questioning whether to stay in this field or not. Santa Cruz is amazing. I mean, all the art teachers are incredibly passionate about every, you know, what they're doing in their field. Very knowledgeable, very helpful, um, very caring about the individual students. I had an idea for this show. I mean, it kind of changed a little bit as uh, we moved to virtual. Um, but I kind of, I, lately I've been working with um, uh, 
bodies and trying to uh, use either whether through figure painting or through um, drawing kind of abstractions of bodies to express uh, kind of interior thoughts or interior um, processes that go on. So um, what I'm working on right now is kind of like a, a large scale drawing where I trace my body onto a huge piece of paper and then I'm drawing tiny, tiny, um, kind of a map, a tiny map of uh, an interior imagined anatomy. So um, kind of, processing everything that's going on right now, kind of letting it flow through and come out in a kind of stream of consciousness drawing technique and just seeing what comes out. And it's been really fun. My name is Louise Leong and I'm the Cezanne Art Gallery Museum Preparator. We're also the Cezanne Gallery Manager. I was thinking about the access to the studios that they'll all lose. So I've really been putting myself in their position and I feel very protective of them and what's expected of them but also what's what they're able to produce because I know that not not all students have um, you know the space wherever they're living to produce the work and I didn't want them to feel um, like they were expected to do so much when all of a sudden their whole situation has changed. So this was before I even thought that the Irwin exhibition would even continue. Um, it was kind of like, well, even if it does continue in a virtual capacity, will they be able to produce the work? I'm Colleen Jennings, and I am the Digital Arts Technical Coordinator. Exciting parts about this for me are that um, we're taking a something based on a physical space. And we're kind of expanding it into a universe where we can play with it a little bit more. It's kind of the physical Cezanne gallery, but it's floating in the middle of nowhere. And we've connected two other galleries to the side of it. And we've added, you know, parts and pieces to it that weren't there before. Or um, we've taken the liberty of like removing obstacles that would have been an issue before, like space. So a lot of these spaces are also kind of like a storage area. And so in this kind of new space, we don't have issues where we can't put something somewhere because there's a filing cabinet there. Uh, I'm Josh Zupan, and I'm a fourth year, and um, I'll be graduating in the fall uh, studying art and ecology. And so my, my practice is mostly... Um, I feel like it's always evolving. I feel like I'm, I'm just getting my sort of footing in art and the confidence to say that I have a practice at all um, because, you know, I'm still just finishing school and everything. But um, it's mostly based in printmaking, print media, and that's always been influenced by drawing. And I'm always drawing and um, regardless, always drawing. And then also um, printmaking. Um, and within printmaking, mostly woodblock or screen printing are kind of my main um, mediums. And I also like really enjoy doing um, intaglio. So mostly I've, I've been doing bookmaking because I'm in a bookmaking class now, which is really fun. And 
Um, I like that because I think it complements printmaking and people who are interested in printmaking uh, seem to really enjoy it because of the, the tactile nature of it and uh, how process-based it is. There's a lot of steps and um, a lot of forethought that goes into it. And then um, also just doing a lot of drawing. <laughs> so printmaking is kind of on the, on the back burner right now. Everyone um, involved is putting in a lot of time and a lot of work to make the virtual show happen, which is really great to see everyone still getting excited about it and trying to, you know, make the most of where we are and our limited um, resources and stuff. But yeah, it was pretty, I was pretty heartbroken for a long time. It was only until very recently that I kind of started to sort of shift out of that heartbreak and into more of a motivation, motivated attitude. Everyone is making physical work for this show. They're making, you know, physical work or they're re-photographing some old work. Obviously this year is just a different situation. So here these students have been waiting for this coveted award to be announced. We can't return to campus. Some students left their materials in the studio thinking, oh, I'm going to go home for spring break and we're going to be closed for a little while, but I'll go back. So we um, are working day and night to just make this a unique experience for them to have as in um, a really great virtual exhibition. Um, I'm Natalie Del Castillo. I am a fourth year at UC Santa Cruz and I'm expected to finish this quarter. So spring 2020 will be my graduation quarter. Um, BA in fine art. I, I knew that I always wanted to do art. Like in high school, I was really into um, my photo classes specifically. I even took like graphic design too. And then like my, my photo teacher in high school was also the president of like the girls who code club on campus so I was like oh coding is fun too and then I was like well I definitely want to have art practice be a part of my life eventually like I just realized that I didn't like comp sci so when I went into math um, I held on to that for a while and I was like you know what maybe this isn't actually for me and art is something that I've always wanted to do so why not just like fully throw myself in there and just commit to it. Circumstances are definitely throwing everyone for a loop, and this wasn't anticipated at all. Um, and I was planning on doing some kind of film photography route, or I guess like using that as a medium for what I was going to make for the show. But um, with no dark room available to me anymore because it's on campus and everything's closed, um, that definitely meant that I couldn't be printing any of the images and with everything being virtually shown also, that also changes the schedule of what exactly can be done. So I've actually switched to the medium of cyanotyping, which still feels like a photographic medium to me. A lot of different alternative darkroom practices is what I'm interested in. Um, and I can't really practice that right now, so I think that's why I'm gravitating towards alternative printing processes in general. Um, and that's where the cyanotype medium comes in, where um, it's basically just the chemistry reacting with the light. What I'm doing now is capturing the shadows that um, 
exist around my house here in Santa Cruz. Um, I'm not going to be staying here after I graduate for much longer, like my lease ends at the end of June. So after that, I'm going to move back home. And it's, it's almost like this thing where now I have a timestamp on my time here almost. And as like a way of remembering the space and being intimate with it and engaging with it. Um, I, cyanotype and record the shadows that are cast at different times of the day around here. My name is Aaron Martinez and I'm majoring in uh, art. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to be doing um, just photography and also photo manipulation. And for example, my main piece is going to be of a cactus that has uh, zebra stripes. So I'm going to incorporate elements of zebras and, cact and cacti into one image or in uh, reverse, just having them separate. So I grew up in Mexico. The cactus is because this friend of mine grew up eating uh, nopales, in which it translates to cactus. And she would eat nopales all of the time, and then she tells me all these stories of how important nopales are for her. And, you know, it's also a symbol in Mexican culture that um, when you are a Mexican, we have a saying, we call each other nopaleros. And some people might think it's degrading, but I think between Mexicans is understandable to call each other that. And that's one of the part. And then on the other side, the zebra is because my friend has a disease and it's called the uh, stiff person syndrome. And the stiff person syndrome is, I think they use the, it's not a logo, but the way they identify themselves is with the zebra stripes because there is only one in a million. And back in the 40s, a doctor used to tell the, the medicine students that when you hear horse or hoofs, you think of horses, not zebras. But in this case, it's the opposite because the symptoms they represent are very similar to other diseases but the reality is that it's another disease. So it's not always horses. It could be a zebra. I try to imagine what she feels in, you know, like what kind of pain she goes through. So I'm mixing both of these concepts and make, make like my main piece of a cactus, which it basically has a harsh life because it's a, a type of plant that live, lives in hard conditions and it has to strive in those hard, hard conditions. Yet, by me, like, adding, adding the stripes, it's yet something beautiful. Um, my name is Chloe Ma, um, and I am a dual major in um, studio art and history of art and visual culture. Well, I have been working as a printmaker since transferring to UCSC, um, but since the pandemic has closed the studios, um, I have not had access to the um, 
to printmaking supplies and I've gone back to um, focusing on more painting um, which was something that I did before transferring here. I live on campus, um, I'm also an RA so I was living at Porter but um, they, the school decided that um, the student population should be con condensed um, and so I moved but I pretty much just work in my bedroom um, which is pretty small <laughs> and it's just a different environment like the print studio is what has drawn me to that workspace is it's kind of collaborative nature um, even though we're all working on our own separate projects a big part of that community is that we all share um, materials we all share printing presses and we all are like collaborating but working on our own things simultaneously um, and I think that's also been something that has been challenging because I'm now working on my own and it's not something that I'm used to like a broad um, explanation that I usually give of my work is that it's I'm, I'm making maps of psychological experiences. So it's when we think about how the body or how we interact with physical space, there's also another layer of how our, like how our minds or how like we react to that space internally. Um, and I think that is really what I'm trying to do with my project is take these thoughts and takes the feelings that um, I and a lot of people are having because of our situation and translate that into something that is visual and something that you can look at. Yeah, uh, my name is Rodrigo Ramos. I'm a senior uh, in art. I'm a Chicano artist. I think that um, a lot of what informs my art is just my culture, just also trying to get more connected with my culture. So that feeling of, of um, learning new things about it and thinking back to, to like experiences as I was growing up, thinking about how I felt, but also uh, things that I'm just now realizing. And, um, but essentially just for this, for this one too, for, for the Irwin scholarship, I, uh, was mainly thinking about um, uh, just learning more about uh, Mexican American history and 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 but also Mexican history, but connecting that to to my identity. Mom uh, came here when she was probably about twenty or twenty one, and um, and she let, I, she had me here, so I was privileged enough to to have um, U.S. citizenship. During my freshman year of high school, actually, she was deported. So for that first year of, of high school, I was dealing with that. Think about how there's such a huge lack of representation. For me, I guess it's it's trying to, to call for a resurgence of, of Chicano pride and also uh, make that term a more present term where people that are Mexican-American refer to themselves as Chicanx.
Recently, I've been looking a lot at what uh, Cesar Chavez did and thinking about how, like, his, the 21 Day March from Sacramento, I mean, from Delano to Sacramento, how that's something that not many people know about. And I feel like a lot of, like, Chicano history isn't highlighted in um, American history when it actually is part of American history. I worked in the fields with my with my aunts and uncles. I worked with them and, and, and just saw, like, the just saw how little they get paid and how much they work. And and they accept it. They really love doing it because to them it's as stable it's as stable as it gets here for them. So that's something that like really just just I don't know, just puts things in, into perspective for me because I got to do that as a summer job, right? I got to do that as something where I thought, you know, I could just make a little bit of money and also help out my family. But um, people do this for a living. Like this is what they do until they die and that to me is just really sad and just thinking about how it's all, that's mainly their only option. I'm presenting uh, four different designs on that I will be screen printing using a, a CMYK color process. So it's a four color design for each of them. So there's four t-shirts and uh, I'm using a t-shirt because I feel like it's the best canvas for like using it as like a, a way for political activacy. Um, and so yeah, I will be screen printing on 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 uh, screen printing four designs, and uh, presenting them in the virtual exhibition. Each day, everybody's experience of our situation really shifts. You know, some days are more are good, some days are bad, and it's kind of important to just take them hour by hour even. Um, but it, it seems like most of the students are pretty engaged with um, reevaluating their process. They all seem to be really willing to take on the challenge, which I really appreciate um, and respect. At the beginning of the process, it was, I think it was hard for everyone. I think that everyone had ideas about what they really wanted to do and we all had to go through this period of grieving the things that we had hoped for, grieving for that and I think it's only just now for me at least um, seeing the models um, of the of the galleries and have actually realized like okay this is happening but it's actually people that are working, there are so many people supporting us and there are so many people working to make this something that is still successful um so i feel like i've definitely had a shift in the way that i'm thinking about the, the virtual gallery it's super hard to plan things when there's so much uncertainty it's not it's not easy to um adjust so quickly and, and a number of them are um really feeling through it, I would say, but I'm, I'm really impressed with how willing they are and how engaged they are. Um, and I've asked them to submit to me like the dimensions that they want their piece to be, which is another kind of exciting thing that they can do. If they have a print that's really small and they'd rather it to be kind of larger, then we can express that in a way that's really easy. Um, and then we are also kind of experimenting with how to make um, the sculptures that students are submitting 
um, in 3D model form and putting them in the space also. What's nice about that is that you can size your work to any scale that you want and kind of place it wherever you want in the gallery. And so, for example, like the, the giant drawing I'm doing, I could easily like, you know, kind of um, have it be larger on the wall so that you can see all the tiny details. So I'm looking forward to that and seeing how that will work. And uh, same with a couple other paintings I'm doing. It, it's, we'll see how it works. <laughs> still feels like my work is going to be in some kind of Santa Cruz related space because that's where I've been able to see all my friends' works and other artists on campus. Um, lots of people have occupied those spaces, so it's nice that um, Colleen's really working to um, make that real in the virtual landscape. Luckily with being a printmaker, a lot of my work is 2D and, and what's um, really exciting about the virtual gallery is this ability to to document my work and even blow it up to scales um, I could never achieve um, actually physically printmaking so that's really exciting. I'm really happy that we are doing something for it at the, you know the, and people are putting in everyone um, involved is putting in a lot of time and a lot of work to make the virtual show happen, which is really great to see everyone still getting excited about it and trying to, you know, make the most of where we are and our limited um, resources and stuff. I get kind of excited about like breaking, breaking the rules of, of physics by having this altered area. I didn't know about the Irwin's colors until it almost happened. And when it happened, I remember some of my friends like talking about it all the time. You know, like, oh, uh, this person is gonna be an Irwin scholar and then this person is an Irwin scholar. I was really excited when I got it, but yeah, I was really happy. It's a huge honor to just be recognized for all the work I've put in um, at the school. Um, and to, it, it really reinforces to me that I have um, faculty and, and people at the school who are looking out for me and, and really seeing my work and, and thinking about it. And um, it's just so wonderful to have the support of um, the school to, to and be told um, that they want to see more from me and they would like me to participate in this show. And, and now getting the recognition at, like as an Irwin scholar that is a huge achievement for me and also just just another like validating point for myself too it just makes me it definitely makes me feel a little more validated about my art but also and also makes me just feel appreciated working hard definitely receiving um, this scholarship and being part of this team is an honor and I mean, yeah, I'm just really grateful for it and I'm happy to work with everyone here. And um, it, it, it feels very special and especially to have, you know, this great group of people, you know, my peers that I've come to be friends with. It's, it's, it's really sweet and it's very, um, I don't know, it's very exciting. <laughs>
me what's been like really exciting is the idea that I get to show my work with people that are also extremely talented um, and like people that have yeah that I really look up to and it's just like it's such an honor to be able to work with such an amazing team of people it feels very good to just like be recognized for um, just the hard work and, and dedication so that's that's really nice and also and and also just kind of showing me that um, you know there as artists you know there are always opportunities to get funding I think also it seems like everyone and myself included is kind of learning to adopt this this new way of interacting to some extent and I think it'll probably I would guess it would continue on to, to some extent in the future after all this. Depending when things open up in Santa Cruz County, maybe next year or who knows, I have um, a holding place for an outside gallery to do a, an actual physical show and we'll call it an alumni show. And um, um, but that, so that's something that, that I wanted the students to know that, you know, all this hard work, you know, this is just the beginning, you know, they're, they're getting some great work and let's, let's invite you back as alumni um, and find a space because there, um, there will be galleries again. for like jobs and internships that have all kind of been thrown up in the air um, and I think for a lot of people I know that I've talked to it's, it's just about like existing and it's about surviving and um, just taking everything day by day by day because it's clear now that things the whole world can be different in like two weeks Collective Solitude runs from June 3rd through June 30th, 2020. For more information about the Irwin 2020 Collective Solitude virtual exhibition and related events, and to find out more about all of the artists, please visit art.ucsc.edu. The UC Santa Cruz Arts Division is very grateful for the William Hyde Irwin and Susan Benteen Irwin Scholarship, now in its 34th year. It is the most prestigious award in the art department at UC Santa Cruz, and selection is based on the excellence of the nominee's creative work. Students each receive $2,500. Thank you for listening. Take care and please check back for future episodes.
music by Kevin McLeod and Klaus Appel. <laughs>